Hello, hello. What's good, Crystal? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. We are live from where are we today? Burlington Cafe Nero. Yeah, that's where we are today. Nice. I am uh, in my office as I always am. <laughs> Andres is always in a in a new location. Crystal is always um, always just at home. Um, how are you doing? I'm good, bro. You always gotta, you always gotta disguise for the enemy. You never know where you're, you never know who's following. <laughs> this is this no. is actually this is actually just a green screen. This isn't where I uh, where I actually live. <laughs> no, bro. I mean, I'm sure you could probably either find me at a Starbucks, a Nero, like if you're really looking for me. Yeah. Um, I'm any good, I'm any good, coffee shop. Uh, any how, coffee shop. How's Luke doing? He, I talked to him. He didn't tell me what happened. Oh. You should you should tell me what happened. I don't I don't know. Does he play on uh, Sunday for you? Uh, I mean, yes, but I don't know why is that not going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if he'll he'll have the confidence to ever step on a field again. I'm uh, I'm his, worried. I'm his, worried for him. Was his dignity this, left at this, this at Meg the was the best Meg that's ever been Megged. This was is it, is it one, one of those where like. Your, your legs are actually closed and somehow it's, it still goes through or no? It, it's one of those where you're going for a Meg and he knows you're going for a Meg. Um, oh. You know, you know, like when you see like the uh, the people who are like playing on the street, uh, like with the ball, like and their goal is to Meg the other guy. And the other guy knows uh-huh. that the goal is to Meg the other guy and they still get Megged. Oh, it was too good. Wow. Um, he must have been so angry. Yeah, he was, he was pretty pissed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk about this week. So, Champions League. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Any any thoughts? Like, like we're surprised, but like, are we supposed to be surprised? I um, I had a different were team you, waiting. You, did you did you did you see? Okay, which one were you going to talk about? I uh, every game? well, I mean every game. <laughs> Liverpool. Like the thing is, like it's a good comeback, but at the same time, you know, like. They won the first game 2-0. Like, they, they were still in it. Like, I, I wasn't shocked even that, like, you know, it's a good, it's a good comeback. But, I like, was shocked I was, at the first half. Yeah. More than it was. Yeah. But, like, I, yeah, like, they had 45 minutes to turn it around, and they turned it around. And, you know, yeah. all, they, all they needed, like, they ended up winning, you know, 3-2 even that game. But, like, all they needed was one goal still. Real Madrid. Yeah. I'm still in shock. I still, I still don't honestly, like I kind of don't believe that it happened because how do you is, explain that? I don't even, it's if you're, if you're a Manchester city fan, you're sitting there trying to figure out what happened. What do you blame the coach? Do you blame the players? Like what, like what could you have done different as Manchester city? Sometimes, or how do you explain Sometimes How do you explain it? it's just written. It's just, it's just written sometimes? It's just written. It's not all the time? Not all the time. But I had this, one of my friend's dads actually was talking to me about um, why it always seems like big teams win in, uh, in like the dying minutes of a game. Like, you know, like Fergie time, like United would win all the time in like the 90th minute or like in stoppage time. Um, and it does seem a lot of the time, like that's when the big, big teams win. Like I, I was watching, 
like sometimes I'll be watching like a random game. Like earlier this year, I think Chelsea was playing a game against, it was like Leeds or someone like that, Brighton maybe. Um, and it was like a, a slow game. And then Chelsea just managed to snag the win right at the end. And it was just like, I feel like this happens a lot. And it's like, do the big teams just get lucky? Do like the teams that win, they just, they end up winning. And it's like, is it luck? That's why, you know, when you see like um, when you watch a movie and the main character survives this and then this and then this, and you're like, God, this is ridiculous. Someone's yeah. uh, I think I like read this somewhere once and someone was like, yeah, that's why they're the main character, because they survived that and that and that and that it's not they survived it because they're the main character. They're the main character because they survived it, right? And that's kind of like how I think about teams that are able to win games from impossible situations. Like for me, I'm not betting against Real Madrid in the final. I don't care. I think, I think Liverpool, well, ever in a Champions League ever again. But like, I think Liverpool is objectively a better team. I think, I think, uh, I think every single team that they face is a better team. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like Manchester City won, but Real Madrid is in the final. Yeah, it's crazy. But like I just I think Real Madrid are the, the main characters of this this year's Champions League. You I think they're the main characters of soccer. I've never see I've seen I've seen um I've seen the moments happen. Like I've seen it with Liverpool, I've seen it with uh, like uh, Ferguson, um, even City when they did the hundred points, there was a there was uh, a few games that they they pulled that uh, off. Aguero, <laughs> Aguero, like that's insane. But I've never seen it so consistently in the same gap of time. And I and then when I look at the big picture of soccer, I've also never seen it like I've seen it with Real Madrid. Like like when Ramos scored that against Atletico Madrid, and then he would do it in Clásicos. Um, I don't know, man. Like, as a coach, it's a it's a really difficult it's a really difficult thing to, to look at because I would like to be able to teach that, but it's tough to teach something that you can't measure or see or touch. And I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't understand how <laughs> it's it's crazy. I saw like some meme today where it was like this is what the final is going to end up being. It's like Liverpool eight, Real Madrid nine and Liverpool like score like the fifth minute, 10th minute, 15th minute, 20th minute, whatever. And then it's like 90th minute, Benzema, 90 plus one, Rodrigo, 90 plus two. <laughs> and it's like, like, uh, like it's, it's actually this Champions League run. This is the most impressive run to a final I've ever seen. Ever. Not, I've, I've never seen something yeah, like that. I, or in a world cup or almost anything like I have, anything. I've never seen them just, they're just, they're just winners. They just, I don't, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I really don't know how you can like, I remember when, when Liverpool won the league, no, when city won the hundred points, I heard all of youth soccer. I think I went to the convention that year. Everybody's starting to play like city. And so you look at the tactics, the high press, the possession, whatever. I think two years later, Liverpool finally beat City. And then everywhere in the convention, you see pressing. how to play like Liverpool, pressing yeah. and, and a little bit more direct. Um, and so now Real Madrid 
how do you how do you replicate that just yeah just i don't know and and i think what i mean i'm not a real madrid fan um i actually like when real madrid loses but this time around they didn't have ronaldo they didn't spend a lot of money um they don't have i think someone that everybody talks about as the best coach which i think there was a there was a video of ancelotti asking tony cross and marcelo for what to do or yeah. who to put in yeah. um which was amazing i think is the highest level of 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 coaching when when you're okay with putting another brain and you're actually bringing everybody together um i i think they they redefined so many approaches to to soccer um and it, i think it humbles like a coach like like pep who is seeking for absolute control of the game. I don't I don't think Ancelotti seeks he can't even control his right eyebrow or his left <laughs> eyebrow. I don't know which one, I don't know which one it is. Um but um now nah, I I I had never thought that was like I would like to be a Real Madrid fan. Like I, oh I can't God. imagine. I felt good. I felt good for every Real Madrid fan um that ha- that got to experience that um because it was beautiful to see. Is it's like when you watch the movies like I don't know if the the Rocky Balboa movie's like he it's done it's over yeah. and he come, but like that's a movie like it's written like it's actually like you know that, that's I'm what I'm gonna, saying but, this this Champions League season this, this is, was real life it's, unless it was planned but it's I don't think scripted it was. like and it's not it's not written by like you know it's <laughs> I'm not saying like you know there are there are definitely like controversies and stuff and people are like will always point fingers at you know referees or var or whatever no. but the, no. like the controversies aren't like that big to me but it's just oh, like no. it's like when things go well like and i think like that break against psg where psg kind of crumbled and real madrid you know didn't give up and they were still in, in there and now that belief is there and once that belief is there like have you ever played a game where you just think like I could do anything and it'll work because like the first time you get the ball, like, like, you know, I've had, I've like scored goals from like the most horrible mishits of my life, but like, it doesn't matter if it was a mishit or not. Like sometimes like, you know, when you mess up and things still go your way, when Real Madrid plays poorly and things still work out for them, like you feel like it. you feel like you are the main character. You feel, like you you'll survive divine. anything. I don't get it. And it was like interesting because there was three, three moments in each one of those games. And I think Real Madrid, I think that what they do well is they grab onto, I think you mentioned it in TikTok, momentum. And they capture these um, because it's not even like luck or bad luck. Like I think Vinicius had a sitter that he missed. And so when people say like, oh, if City scored all the goals that they should have scored, well, Real Madrid also missed a very important point to the game. Um, but I think against PSG, I don't know if you remember Mbappe's amazing goal that was taken away where he like scissored yeah. Courtois. And from that moment on, it was almost like Real Madrid was like, oh, shit. Like, We're still in something, this. Something's in our favor. Yeah. Um, and then against, against Chelsea, Marco Alonso's goal, that was counted off uh, handball, I think. Yeah, that would have that would have killed the game. I mean, you never know with Real Madrid, but it was that moment that it they were still down by two, but something switched. And then um, I think with City, it was um, 
Grealish when Mendy took it out of the of the line. Um, so it was these really small moments that you would have took it one way. And for them, it was like they scored that first goal they needed. Um, and I think it talked about like there's more to soccer than goals. Like there's small moments that can actually continue to build up. But um, no, man, I, I think like some people say like, Oh, it, that's soccer. It's a beautiful. I was like, I don't know if it's soccer. It's Real Madrid. I, like, yeah. You don't. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, it was. It was something unique to to watch. Yeah, it's it's definitely something so, so special. Before we, so before we move on to whatever we're actually going to talk about today, <laughs> can can Liverpool can Liverpool do it? If there's somebody I, that can do it, is it Liverpool? I, um, I think that. Like Liverpool is is a very good team, and on paper, I would have them as favorites, hundred percent. But having seen what Real Madrid has done, they're just they're not it, like it's not going to be over until it's over. And I just, I think if yeah, I if think Real Madrid, if, yeah, I don't know if Real Madrid if Real Madrid beat all these teams that they that they beat playing well i think liverpool will still be like no we're a better team all around but given that they've won (laughs) not playing well it's like there has to be some sort of there's some security yeah they're like how how do we what how do do i prepare yeah (laughs) because like city did so many things right yeah, for a lot of yeah. and it's just a lot like, of the time, not like you know, and like Pep are obviously gets a lot of blame, but it's like like I don't think there were many mistakes that he made that like cost them the game, really. I think like I, I think just like sometimes things happen and you just have to like throw up your hands and be like, okay, you know, that that was incredible. Like some of some of those moments, I'm going to do anything about. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> on to what we're actually talking about, uh, and it's it's a good it's a good segue because uh, we're going to be talking about the most impressive thing we've seen uh, a player do in person. Um, so obviously, you know. We, we could talk about a lot of different things we've probably seen on uh, on TV, but now we'll bring it a little closer to home. Um, I think uh, you are up first. If you're yeah, good with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's, it, it was a, as a coach, I think that one of the, one of the qualities that I, that I would say I have is I'm able to see, um, something that players have inside of them that they haven't fully developed or, or, or done. So like sometimes it's hard for me to be impressed because I think so highly of my players and there's like small little moments that I've seen it either in the warm-up or in a scrimmage or in an actual game um, that can be easily missed. So um, it, I don't get impressed very easily, not because I I'm a good coach, but because or because my standards are very hard, but because I cherish every little thing that my players do. Um, and I've already seen them small cap moments of it. It's when they start to do it more often um, that everybody starts to see it. Um, but I think one of the things, um, it wasn't an indoor game, um, 
uh, I think it was this, yeah, it was this winter. And um, and I have a player that defensively, I can tell him everything that he should do defensively, like on a board on with cones, pull him aside and show him, and he's not going to do it no matter what, <laughs> no matter what. I, you know him, Sam. Um, okay, yeah. And, and, um, and so we were – we were down, I think, uh, four to two. Yeah, we're down four to two. Um, but Sam has something that he can score goals like no other 07 that I've seen. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. And like, he doesn't need to look at the goal. He doesn't have to make it look pretty. He like, he'll toe poke it outside of the foot, inside of the foot, one time it, uh, head, shoulders, knees, toes, anything. Um, and so, and so I was like, okay, I put Sam in. It could it could easily go six six to two <laughs> against us. Or I put Sam in and he smacks three goals in and it's a goal. Um and so I was like, it's an indoor game, put Sam in. I put him in, he touched the ball three times and he scored three goals. Um and and again, like I know maybe we're looking for like this amazing dribbling, like Messi took hit get Hitafe or Maradona took all of England. Um yeah, those are those are great moments, I think. But um, I don't know. I just think it's something that like I like it because it's something that I can't coach. It's something that like it pushes me where like and because I like I said like I see it in practice or I see it in, in other small moments. Um, it's not something new, but when he does it in an actual game, it's it's a little bit um more rewarded um and more special. Um, but uh, um. I think that it, it makes it so that as a coach, it, it humbles me. And it's like, yeah, you can help them, but like they're actually, they already have all the tools. You just gotta, you just gotta unlayer them or like remove the distractions and just let, put them in the right moment in the right space. Um, and so I think, I think he has that. Um, I don't even know if it's finishing to be honest, because as I start to see that he's getting older, and like he's doing it more consistently. Um, one day in the fall season, knowing that he's the he's he's one of the best strikers or or most effective, consistent strikers. Um, we were struggling in net, and he just says, "Coach, put me in net." Next game, like I'll play first half, and then second half I'll go on the field, and then the next and game score he three went. goals. <laughs> and so and so like, there's something about his mentality, um, and. Um, it's interesting to see because I, I like I also have, it, I, I don't know if I describe him with talent, as much as it is. I don't know what I don't even know what to call it because I we have players that I I would say are more talented soccer players. We have players that um are are more enjoyable to the soccer eye <laughs> to to watch, but he's one of the most effective players. Um, so so yeah, I I, I like I like that because it, it pushes me to go less into a session just with my ideas and it becomes more of a journey of discovery of what are these drills going to do that is going to explode one of these things that these these kids have as innate talents and then now i just got to play some um so yeah so sam is one in particular scenario so that's that's my story yeah i think it's interesting because a lot of the time we look very like very much at like a surface level of kind of understanding of like what a good player is 
Um, and it's like, you know, they have a good first touch. Can they pass? Can they dribble like this or that? Like how good is a player technically? But, you know, as you know, we we've talked about a lot. There's so much more that goes in to being a good, a good player than, than just like being technically good. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, you've talked about like the hidden side of the game, like movement off the ball. Um, I've yeah. talked a lot about like the, the confidence to, um, you know, to, to try things. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting because like the more I coach, the more I realize that the important thing that I do is I put kids in an environment where there's a soccer ball. There are, you know, hopefully other people that they enjoy being around. Um, and I let them figure things out themselves in a place where they can make mistakes. They can try different things. And I've gotten more and more away from like telling kids, take a touch this way, uh, pass the ball this way, shoot the ball this way, because I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to pass or to shoot or to do this or to do that. I think that if you shoot a thousand times, you figure out how to put the ball in the back of the net. If you take a first touch a thousand times, you'll figure out how to settle the ball. And it doesn't have to look good. It like, no, 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 no. you know, like yeah. I remember you telling me like, Sam, somehow like a couple weeks or um, like months ago or something, you were like, somehow, like, I, I think I was asking you like, who's the most, you know, player you've been most impressed yeah, by. Yeah. And, I, and you're like, you know, somehow Sam is the most effective player, uh, you know, I have. And it's like, it's at the end of the day, you know, players need to be effective. Uh, yeah. Whatever you do, you can do a thousand step overs to dribble past a defender, or you can drop your shoulder once. If you've gotten past the defender, doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And no, I agree. I, yeah. Yeah. It's I, crazy. I continue to like. I, we always want to have more. Like, I mean, City's a great example. Like, they probably had a better tactical plan. They had better ideas. It depends what you define by better. But it seemed like they were more in control of the 180 minutes. But but soccer is so much about specific moments specific plays and um i think there's moments in practice where like sam has the ball and i'm i'm about, i'm like sam 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 don't <laughs> boom go and i was like there and then i look at it and i can't say anything because he just put it in the back yeah. of the net um uh i yeah i think creating a relationship where like we are okay with with that um knowing that like they have something that that we we haven't given them. The only thing we can give them is the freedom to 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 express themselves. Um, but I I think as a coach, I, I continue to learn that let 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 the player flow, let the player do um, what he gravitates to, and then work from there. And obviously, you still adjust some things. But um. But I think if we want to if we want to turn the players into what we have in mind and we're just trying to coach ourselves or we're just trying to relive our, our soccer or our player stage. Um, so yeah, no, I think, I think Sam is, is a great example. And I think it's a great, like, it's not to say that he's not talented because he shields the ball. I don't know. I think he's, 
Nobody shows the ball like him in, in the 07 team. He can go down the line. He can end up getting across out of nothing. Um, so he has a lot of good things, but um, I'm talking about that innate talent that maybe the 06 have. Um, or not innate, but more like um, uh, they call it in Brazil, Jinga. Uh, I don't know if you've seen yeah, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, that is just this entertaining, uh, uh, joyful dancing flow um, that captivates the eye. I don't think it ca- Sam captivates a lot of eyes, but he'll get you a lot of wins. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, the, it's, uh, that is, that is crazy. Yeah. So a, a lot of the time, you know, I, I find myself, you know, about to say something to a player and then I have to pull myself back or I say it and then I look like an idiot because they've just scored a goal as a, you know, a, 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 a little bit of a funny example is like, you know, I don't know about you, but I can't tell you the number of coaches. Like when I was a kid, you'd always hear like, no, don't use your toe. Don't shoot with your toe. Like this and that. And, and, uh, I can't tell you the amount of goals I've scored, you know, with a, with a nice little toe toe. poke when the space isn't there and you can just jab it. And it's like, how many, how many goals maybe has a coach, stopped a player from scoring by saying never use your toe like i you know in certain situations you're not gonna toe poke the ball as hard as you possibly can right to your teammate who's 10 yards away but um you know i i think there's there are very few things that couldn't be effective on a soccer field if you do them at the right time in the right way if you're the right player yeah i think I think we overcoach, we overteach in any space. Um, the again, we talked about like a space of uh, ha- uh, horizontal versus vertical. I think all the spaces we we have are, are horizontal. I mean vertic- vertical, vertical, um, in which the the person at the top is is trying to dictate how to pass, how to shoot, how to move into space. I had I didn't deal with that as much because playing in the street, like you, you from playing without rules you you identify that a toe poke finish is one of the best finishes a forward can can ever come up it's one of the smartest things you can probably who's the goalie thinking when you're going to shoot the ball and it it ends up hitting the toe that's i think about three or two to three seconds quicker yeah. than the regular release so the goalies automatically like just mathematics <laughs> will yeah. will put it that the goalie has a disadvantage but it's not going to look beautiful and so um i think somebody told me that once like oh like that kid can only finish with his toe or like put the damn nail in the ball anytime <laughs> we need to. <laughs> like, um, I don't care if it looks ugly, uh, but yeah, no. So it's, it's a good, it's a good lesson. And I think it's also, I mean, it could be taken the wrong direction too by, by a player. Um, because I do think that there are things that the experience of the coach can help you oh, yeah, sharpen definitely. that in, in, in a talent. So we're not saying go into the field and do your thing. And then once, once you score and it's not the way coach wanted you, like, oh, see, that's I can do it better. Um, I think it, it's a it's a it's a mutual um, uh, it's a mutual mutual experience in which you both honor each other, you both respect each other, you both learn from each other, and I think you become a better player and a better coach, which then equates to a better team um, if you're able to to take in and and when you do get things like when i get things right as a coach i can't go and be like see sam i told you so um <laughs> which is something that i i, I have to stop myself and sometimes i still do like sam you see um 
but he, ta- he takes it really well, which goes back. Having a relationship with the individual goes a long way because I'm going to say things wrong. Sam is going to be like, coach, see, I'm scoring. Um, but at the end of the day, I've worked with him, which is another thing that's not talked about enough, how long you should stay in the in a similar environment for two to three years um, because it, it helps cultivate that. I think Real Madrid, for example, Modric, Casimiro, Cross um, are pr- pretty much that, that midfield. And they were all taken out at the most important part of the game. And, and they were actually helping Ancelotti in the yeah. bench as opposed to like... Yeah, I saw Marcelo I've won too, five right? champions. Yeah. Yeah. Marcelo, who, who's won everything, um, instead of going on the bench and thinking like, man, like my talent should have won. Like, no, like let's help Ancelotti. And Ancelotti, you know that he can go to them too. So I think that's, that's something that makes teams untouchable. Yeah, 100%. All right, we can hop into, into my story. Um, so that's something I've talked about on uh, social media before, but basically, uh, and this is from my time as a player. So uh, when I started uh, playing for, for a men's team, uh, I played with a lot of great players. Um, uh, and uh, one, one of these guys um, was one of the craziest guys I've ever met, uh, ever played with. And he used to do this thing. Um, so at the start of every, every time we would scrimmage first time he got the ball, he'd turn around and he'd start dribbling to his own net past his goalkeeper and go right on the line and he'd wait and we'd send one, two, three, four people from the other team to try to get the ball away from him. And he was there like some kind of superhero, uh, shielding all of them off the ball. He was a, he was a beast of a guy too. Um, and, you know, sh- shielding all these people off the ball right in front of his own net um, for like, you know, 10, 20, 30 seconds um, dribbling around them. Uh, and he had some of the quickest feet I've ever seen too. And he was like a monster, um, you know, so uh, such a strong guy. And, and then he'd get bored and he'd pass the ball away. Every once in a while, he lost the ball. And it, and, and, and we would, we would score, or if I was on hit team, we would concede or whatever, but he did this without fail every single time we ever scrimmaged. And this was a good team. This was, you know, we played in the, in the third division in Greece. We had some unbelievable players. Um, and he was doing this. And I remember thinking in the beginning, like, what, what is he doing? what is this? Is he like thinking this training session is a joke? What's going on? And, uh, the coach never said anything. Um, and this was not a coach who would, who would bite his tongue. Um, when, uh, when things weren't going well, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was an interesting guy. Um, I'll, and I'll leave it at that, but the coach let him do this and didn't even say anything. If he conceded a goal, he didn't care. Um, and I, it's to this day, like, I don't think I've seen a player dribble like that. And, and it wasn't even like the fact that he went, he didn't just do it in the middle of the field or something. He went to his own goal to do it. And he was dribbling back and forth along the line, just, just daring us to try to come and get the ball from him. Um, and I think what it kind of started to make me realize is like, what's, 
what's the point? First off, like he needed a challenge. He wanted, this was fun for him. This was like, you could, he had this huge smile on his face. (laughs) This was like, you could tell he was just loving life when he was doing this. And when he conceded a goal, he'd be laughing. Um, and I, killed <laughs> I know. And he, uh, but he needed a challenge. And what was the point if he wasn't going to risk conceding a goal for that? Um, and I don't know. It's just the, you know, and then he'd go in games and he'd be the best player as well. And he, you know, he wouldn't uh, dribble in front of his own goal, but, uh, and he played, he was a, a defensive midfielder um, and he would control the game and, he was um, just like, like, just kind of like an all around incredible player. Um, he could do basically everything. Um, but yeah, it was just one of the most confident things I've ever seen. And it, it's, uh, it made a, you know, a lasting impression on me. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was. How do you, how do you- how would you take it if, if your player did that? If you had a player that did that in your session? In my se- I mean, Luke does it sometimes. <laughs> you should have seen Luke last night. Um, no, but like, I think it's like players can do a lot of different things. And what a coach kind of needs to understand is where, where it's coming from. So if, you know, if players start taking the training set, and he would do this once. He did this at the very start of the scrimmage. And then for the rest of the scrimmage, he was the best player. You know, if, if you, if you conceded a goal, I doubt he lost very much, uh, you know, when, when we were scrimmaging. So if they started one goal behind, you know, he would easily make up for that. Um, So I think, and I think like knowing this guy, you kind of, you kind of like understand why he's doing it um because he just ah, he just he loved the game and he loved doing this he loved showing everyone else that he was the best player on this team and no one could compete uh didn't matter who you sent to try to win the ball back from him um you know he he was keeping it more often than not um, and then, you know, there's four of us out of position, he'd pass around us and his team would go score a goal. Um, but I, I don't know, like I, I can see myself getting annoyed, um, at first if, if a player did that in one of my, in one of my training sessions, but if I knew the player and I knew kind of like, you know, that they're taking the whole 99% of the session as seriously as possible, but they want to do something crazy. You know, they have to try, you have to try crazy things to kind of figure out how good you are. Right. You always have to try something. You're not sure you can, you can pull off. Uh, And I know a lot of players do that in like, like individual training, like say like you're trying to learn like a new freestyle trick or a new, you know, something to do in a one V one or something, but like, you need to do that stuff in your team sessions too. I think uh, there needs to be like space for that um, to, to do something that, you know, challenges you and maybe you'll fail while you're doing it. So I don't think, uh, 
as long as you're not doing it all the time, I think I'd probably be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have I have a hard time. But I think you said something important. You said it's uh, understanding where that's coming from. Yeah. I think it was, it was very important to, to look into, um, not just for a moment like that, but like, like when I have a player yelling at, at his teammate, um, obviously I, I, the instincts to like tell him to not yell at his teammate. Um, but it's also an opportunity to, for me to understand where is that coming from? Which teammate is it? Why does he say it to this teammate and not this teammate? Um, it's, it's, more like, it's always more likely for him to yell at a teammate that is not as good as him um, than to yell at a team that he feels is as good as him or better and he won't say the same thing with the same um, uh, aggression, maybe. Um, and then you, I also notice him saying it to himself. Um, so understanding more of, like, where is it coming from? Um, then you maybe maybe it's in a moment where, like, for, for your teammate, it's more like, Maybe we need to find a way to create a drill that's significantly more challenging for him. Yeah. <laughs> so you do like he needed you do a better, rondo ball better teammates. Ball. Yeah. An, an, an inverted rondo where it won't be <laughs> the guy yeah. in the middle has the ball. Um, <laughs> no, and I th- I think like um, it's it's interesting because like um, you know I, I'll get asked this question if I'm like um, you know doing maybe like an interview or something, but like how do you deal with a, a player um, saying something negative towards you as a coach? Um, and my response is always like, I want to know why they're saying it. I want to sit down and talk with the player. Um, because yeah. I know like when I was a player, I would disagree with my coaches a decent amount of the time. Um, I've said things to coaches that I probably shouldn't have. Um, and, but like, I know even coaches I respect, um, I know where I was, coming from when I said those things. And there was some truth that I could see that like this drill we're doing is stupid or like this, whatever, this formation is just so dumb. Um, And you need your players to kind of be bought in. So you want to talk with them and kind of understand where they're, they're coming from with that stuff. And I think, I honestly think just for this player, he needed uh, you know, because he was so good, he needed to test his limits somehow. And that's the way he found to do it. And that's I think, crazy. yeah, I, yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause like, we were, we were a good team too. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I gotta go. I gotta find this guy and uh, have a conversation with him about it sometime because it's, it's like, you know, I've seen players do a lot of great things in games or, you know, wherever, but. How was he, how was he as a person? Like, did he seem, I'm guessing he wasn't timid or was he, was he an extrovert? Was he overconfident or. Uh, he was. Um, why, why did you laugh? <laughs> no, he was, he was crazy. Um, he two footed tackled me in Rondo. First se- session I ever had with the team. Um he, uh, he, I, you know, he was <laughs> doing, doing shots and smoking a cigar in the locker room at halftime. Um, he was a, he was a it character. Sounds, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Does he, do you think he listens to this? Um, I, I don't know how good his English is. 
Uh, oh, then I can't even un- comment on because un- I unfortunately. Uh, it might maybe it, maybe it's gotten a lot better, but um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, he was he was he was a crazy he was a crazy guy. Um, but at the same time, there was no one I would rather want. Like if I could handpick a team of players I played with, there's no one because you know, kind of going back to like almost like when we're talking about like Real Madrid, like there's no teammate I'd rather want because when he was like a warrior on the field and he's technically an unbelievable player, but he played as a defensive midfielder. He was putting in the hardest tackles out of any of us. Um, he was probably covering more ground than any of us. Um, and he kind of, he cared so much about, you know, the team, about the, the players there. He used to like, I remember he pulled me off, when we were scrimmaging once to talk to me for like 10 minutes while the scrimmage was going on. And my team had to play down two players because we were both off the field. Um, and he was just talking to me and trying to explain to me like, you know, what, why my positioning I think was, um, was really, really bad. Cause he was playing the defensive mid. I was the right back. Uh, and he was telling me what I was doing. That was so wrong. And he was talking to me for like, you know, five or 10 minutes. Um, and, and then we went, we hopped right back on the field and, and, and played. Um, but he, you know, he was a leader on the team. Uh, I don't, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't the captain, but he was, um, uh, probably cause he got too many cards or something, but, um, he, he was a, he was a leader and he was very outspoken. Uh, he, you know, get in arguments with a coach sometimes. Um, and, but it's cut, it's because he was one of the most passionate players I've ever played with. Mm. And I think like, I think that's the thing that like, like there's a lot of players who uh, do things at training sessions because they don't care. Um, and I think you can tell, you could tell, or I could tell at least when this player was do it was, you know, dribbling around in front of his goal. It wasn't because he, ca- he didn't care. It was because he cared uh, in, oh. in a way. I, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. What'd you say? No, I mean, it, it, you have to be there to to be able to feel it. Like if he goes and does that in a new environment, um, yeah, I don't know that the environment will will let it happen. I think it, there's so many parts of that equation that, but you have to that help you. you know, but you do something different, right? You test yourself in other ways in new environments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as you become more yeah. comfortable, you need to find ways to make yourself a little bit more uncomfortable. Uh, right. Yeah. So, you know, like, obviously you're not, you're not going to show up to a trial and, um, and play, you know, yeah, I think he, it's almost yeah. like he's, he's, he's earned the, he's earned the right to do things that may be a little bit yeah. out of, out of the norm. Um, which I think, I think again, it should go both ways. Like the coach should feel okay with doing something like that. And the player should feel okay with doing, if you've created the right relationship and environment, every, every game, every training session, there should be moments where you're like, what the hell is this player doing? But let's let it, let's see, let's see the outcome. Um, or the players be like, why is coach doing that shit again? And then, and then but, but then somewhere, there, but you know what? It's coach. Let's see what, what turns out. Um, I think that's, that's a healthier approach, which is not common. It's either the, the players run the show or the coach runs the show. And Real Madrid has shown that. Yeah, it can be both. both from the show. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, I, I think 
I think that's just so great. Uh, Cause I think a lot of players have egos and coaches have egos and you kind of like, like I, I talk a lot about confidence, but I think like the idea of like, you can be confident in yourself without thinking everyone else, especially your teammates and your coach are like, like have no clue uh, what they're doing. Right. Then um, someone, someone said to me like, or asked me, can you be overconfident? And I think like the, you can, you can believe you're better than you are, but um, well, it's funny. Cause like, I think you, cap yourself like you max out at however good you think you can be so if i only think i can be this good that's as good as i could possibly be yeah it's like if i think i can be this good i might only get here but i'm better than if i think i could only be this good kind of like if if that makes sense um no for sure yeah and i think like having an having an ego doesn't necessarily mean that like you know, you think, you think everyone else is, is crap or being confident doesn't mean you have to think everyone else is, is, is useless or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a trait that, that I think should have the right leaders around um, because some people have the ego that um, it's not ego. It's just insecurity. And they just want to find a way to make sure that they, um, don't feel themselves less than the people around them. But if the if your ego is only competing against uh, yourself, I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it's harmful. Um, as long as you're not harming the the environment, um, and understanding that like it's a it's a fine line. Like yeah, every I'm looking to be better every day, but I also have to remind myself that this is the best version that I that I have ever been. Um, because if, if you're only looking to be better, then you're acknowledging that you're not good enough today every single day. Um, and so that's why you need those both, both of those pull, pulls. Um, and I think part of the ego is like sometimes like I was talking with I think my sister. I don't even know if I can go in deep of this conversation because it'll go too far. But um, uh, we're talking about the idea of like I'm good or like why why shouldn't we long to be better, um, which is a, it's a phrase that you cannot say right now out of context. Um, and everybody's like, well, then you want to be worse. And then I was like, I'm, I said, I was like, I'm too good to be better. Um, and here goes my Christian, my Christian uh, nugget. Um, uh, it's only, it's only an, a, an act of worship for me to think I'm too good to become better because um, I'm only uh, magnifying the creator ability to create me um so so starting at good um it's so good that any better that i perceive i can get to um is not better than the actual good um and so and so what would it look like if you walk into every single room feeling and believing that you are that good um i think it changes everything um but then the execution of it obviously it's, it's a question mark. Like, am I doing it with like, I'm good. I'm better than that. Or I'm better than that. I was like, no, I'm just understanding, understand the, the harm and the unhealthy actions of that. But, but no, I, I would say overconfidence anytime 
versus the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the player was like, if I honestly thought I was as good as Messi, would uh, like, wouldn't I just be deluded? I was like, maybe you'd be deluded, but you'll also be a lot better than you think you are, or you'll be a lot better than you are right now. If you thought yeah, you were yeah, as yeah. good as Messi and you just went out and played like that, wouldn't be as good as Messi, but you'd be better. Have you ever had? <laughs> yeah, there was this player. I don't remember his name. Well, I do remember his name, but I can't. Say, I don't want to say. His name. Um, <laughs> but um, I remember like we were looking. It's like this guy really thinks he's he's better than he is, um, and he would do all these crazy things, and and it would not happen. Come out with a positive <laughs> out, yeah, outcome, and he'd do him again, and he'd do him again, and then well, I was like. That's the energy I need for any room I walk into, you know. <laughs> but 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 we choose to look at that as a negative, like, or I, maybe I guess speak for myself in that stuff. Um, like, what is he thinking? Like, what is why? What does he think he he can do all of that stuff? I don't know. It's it's an interesting. We're coaching brains, but we forget. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for three key. Takeaways. There's too much we went we went about. Yeah. Well, we talked about Real Madrid. We had, start? Yeah, I'll I'll go one from uh from your story actually. I think that um that uh a lot of the time uh effectiveness is underrated and we overrate how things look. Um, and I, I think like, you know, at, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't go into it saying like, this is how I want this certain play playing style to look, whether it's like a team or an individual, um, you know, you have to, you're going to have to make some, some compromises on like your perfect vision of what a perfect first touch is or what a perfect game of your team is because, um, especially when you're like working within a team, there's so many different factors. It's not going to come out the perfect vision that you have in your mind, but it might be better. I agree. I agree. Um, I was, I was thinking about takeaways and then that story took me somewhere else, but um, okay. Takeaway. I think um, you said something really good about the player that would do that. Or no, when I asked you about the environment and if you would let it happen in, in your session, um, you said you said that you should actually evaluate more of where, where that's coming from as opposed to evaluate, like, is it risky to dribble in front of the net? Um, and I think not even as coaches, but like even for yourself, like evaluate what why you do some of the things you do just to learn a little bit more about yourself. Why is it that, I'm always at a coffee shop, right? Yeah. Uh, and that might tell me, well, okay, maybe um, I'm trying to decrease the amount of time from place to place or like whatever it may be. But like it, you'll learn something new about yourself as opposed to just going with the end result, which is which could be risk the ball and get a goal in or this guy's too arrogant. That doesn't tell that doesn't tell a rich enough story for you to learn from it. So so look at a little bit more of um, where it's coming from as opposed to where it's taking you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. Um, um, yeah. the last one, I don't know. I think the last one has to be, 
Uh, well, I think with regards to Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, taking uh, like obviously we talked about two players that impressed us a lot. Uh, and you know, yours was like about like effectiveness and mine was about, um, confidence. Uh, but I think, uh, that like, uh, and then we, and we talked about Real Madrid and how impressive they are, uh, or, or were, and, and I think, uh, kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at is that like, you know, you see Ancelotti taking advice from his players. Um, you see, uh, you know, the, this player who might be like so confident or so effective. Um, but I think that within that you need, you need to kind of, you need your coach. If you're a player, you need your players. If you're a coach um, and those, the, the relationships we have with other people are what, what is, what's kind of like going to elevate uh, us from who we are like individually and I think like realizing that and being you know having a little bit of humility sometimes like with your confidence um I, I think can be can be so powerful here's Ancelotti yeah. like one of the most decorated coaches of all time taking advice from his his players on the bench uh if he's not too good to take advice from other people neither are you yeah, yeah, and 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 taking advice doesn't equate not knowing. Yeah, it's like or or a lack of confidence either. Like it's actually the process of getting to the answer. Um, but for some reason, depending on your title or your position, you start to remove all these things that you you you're not supposed to do, or else you're a lesser of that position. Um, but I agree with you. That can only elevate you to a higher uh, spectrum of that title awesome all right well this has been episode 15 of the infinite uh, improvement 15? podcast wow. yeah no, crazy um uh i'm gonna say this uh or next week's topic now andres hasn't heard it yet but it's gonna be an interesting oh. one uh i like that we just finished about talking about how we should take advice from other people uh because now we're gonna talk about uh a time when we clashed with either a teammate or a coach um, and you know, it could have been just like a disagreement, strong words, maybe, um, mine will be explicit, um, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, about that. Um, yeah. That would be an interesting one. Make sure you remind me, make sure you remind me because I forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. We're on, uh, YouTube, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'll put uh, some you know timestamps and links in the in the description. Check them out, um, and we'll uh, see you next week. All right, peace, you guys.